After living seven years in the United States, Sergio and Rhoda moved back to the country where they were born, Israel. Combining their love for the Bible and of the land, they now document their travels through key biblical sites in Israel and share them with their YouTube subscribers. That's coming up next on Inroads. Welcome to Inroads, where we share real-world stories of digital evangelism and provide you with tips and resources to use today's technology to spread the gospel. Learn more about us and watch our free video series at appianmedia.org. During this week's episode, we're highlighting the great work that Container Solutions, Inc. does in providing high-quality, custom-engineered packaging solutions, including the camera and equipment cases that we took with us on our recent production trip to Turkey. We'll talk more about them later in the show. Well, Craig, it wasn't long after we uh, started researching Following the Messiah that we ran across Sergio and Rhoda's uh, stuff because it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a YouTube channel where they look at the Bible lands, and uh, they're joining us today on Inroads. So we're excited to have them. Yeah, really good to meet you guys. Good to finally talk with you. Well, they'd be honored to ours. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So first, tell us a little bit about yourselves. All right. So um, I was actually born in Lithuania um, to uh, Russian-speaking parents. And uh, I'm not Lithuanian because back at the time it was USSR. And uh, my parents are from a Jewish descent. So we did the Aliyah in uh, the, the repatriation to Israel in 1992. And uh, so I grew up here. I you know, went to school, high school, college, uh, military and uh, and then um, about 2007, uh, about 2007, eight, uh, uh, they did a joint meeting between Arabs and Jews, and uh, and that's how I met Rhoda. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was born and raised here in Nazareth, um, and uh, to a wonderful family, wonderful parents, uh, Christian family that uh, loved the Lord, and so grew up in church. And as Sergio said, in that meeting we met, and it was such an incredible meeting because in Israel. Like even believers, you can find the tension because of political mm. problems. And so our, our churches wanted to overcome these barriers. And so that was wonderful to have the youth worship together, get to know each other, speak each other's languages and so on. And so that's how we met. And in 2010, we got married. Yeah, that's it. The rest of history. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of history. <laughs> well, we're going to dig into all of that. But so you guys live in Nazareth now, correct? Yeah. Okay. Is that is that where your family still lives, Rhoda? Yes. Yes. We actually have like one lot, and my parents live right on top of us, and my brother right on top of that, and uh, I have two other brothers. If they want to build on top, they can. And we have uh, my old grandma's floor, and so that's where we live. Oh man. Okay. I know that's a little different than uh, the little U.S., bit. but that is very typical. <laughs> yeah. In 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 Israel, right? Yeah. You just kind of families yeah. kind of stack on each other. Um, yes, yeah. that takes cool. a special kind of family. It does. To do that. <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. That That's really cool. You know, when, when, I, when I met Rhoda's dad, he's like, you know, when you you you're gonna get married, you're not just marrying Rhoda. You're marrying the family. <laughs> the two families get married, and uh, and and truly became that way. So it's it's, yeah. it's marvelous. That's cool. I I have to know. I mean, you guys are are living there in Nazareth. What is what is it like living up living mm-hmm. in a city where where Jesus grew up? I mean, there's so much biblical history and significance in that spot does that yeah. that impact you on a, a day-to-day basis 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, when I grew up here, like uh, we took it for granted. I took it for granted. Like people would from abroad would come to our church and would say like, wow, you're in Nazareth. And we'd be like, mm, yeah, we are. Um, but it wasn't until like digging through the word and reading the Bible yeah. and loving that, that I realized, wow, Lord, I live in Nazareth in your city. And so mm. today, obviously, it doesn't look like it did back then, but it is exciting. And I think we are just as excited about it as those visitors who come and get excited about it, too. You know, we see a lot of uh, people who are interested in the Bible lands, and you guys have taken that and made a YouTube channel out of that. Kind of talk about your YouTube journey. How did you guys get started with this, and what are you doing now? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. We actually never planned to start a YouTube channel. Um, it was uh, Rhoda's um, brother and her, his wife came from Italy to visit us. And we said, let's take them to Mount Tabor, show them around. And uh, we said, well, while we're here, let's take an iPhone and also film a few video and make just something very small and send it to our church in Florida where we used to live. Um, and uh, it's like our family to us. And so we did that. And to, to send the video to them, you know, that YouTube is probably the best way for them to share the link and watch it. Uh, we created an account, uploaded it, and they said, wow, that was great. Please send us another one. And so next weekend, we sent another one. And it became kind of a, uh, a thing. Uh, every weekend, we would just make a little video and send it to them. And they started sharing the link between their friends, uh, friends of friends, and, uh, and that's how it got started. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it's amazing you're sharing something that, again, you, you may be taking for granted, but for those of us living in the States, right. it's stuff that we've never seen yeah. before. And so how quickly we want to share that and consume that. Um, so, so walk us through the process. It sounds like early on you guys didn't have a, a roadmap here, you know, a blueprint of how this big YouTube channel was going to go. But now that you're doing this on a regular basis, what does it take from the idea to the finished video? You guys are doing a lot of yeah, research they, and, and prep. Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, the, the, um, the perfect scenario um, is, you know, we read the Bible or, and we get excited about a certain location or an event, uh, or we hear about the new place somebody discovered. And so we uh, uh, make a research, we online and Google and uh, everywhere we can. And then we contact some local friends who maybe have some inside information from archaeology, some uh, recent digs. And then we write down bullet points. We, uh, we go to the site, we film according to the bullet points, nothing scripted more or less, just, you know, just guidelines. Uh, and then um, get home and uh, spend the next, you know, two, three weeks working on the video um, and then releasing it. And it's usually not planned ahead of time very far. It's, so we film it, we work on it two weeks and it immediately goes to YouTube. Hmm. Is that all right? Yeah, we do have a lot of obstacles that happen, obviously, like we'd love to have it planned and, you know, according to the bullet points and everything, but sometimes things come up, yeah, but like we try. Like we said, that's the perfect scenario. Yeah. It happens about only 20% of the time. <laughs> Usually it's something, a late night call, hey, tomorrow we're digging here. Can you come in the morning? Oh, okay. wow. That's cool. But you've made those connections. That way you can, people feel comfortable enough to, uh, to give you a call whenever something's happening. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So kind of, kind of tell us. Uh, do, do you guys feel like you fall more into the uh, YouTube space or like the media space? I know when we go overseas, we get permits and we have to get fixers and all this stuff to get into places and shoot. 
Do you guys see that with YouTube it's a little bit different process, or do you guys go through a lot of the same processes that we would uh, shooting a documentary? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so yeah, we, we don't go to that process because um, when we started this, it was never a uh, it was a hobby. Okay, mm -hmm. that's how we did it. We did it on the weekends, just a personal channel uh, and nothing more to that. And so um, as we went along, it you know that's how it's always been. And so even when we um, when we started getting more traction and and, and views, and sometimes we go to sites. Let's say last time we went. Uh, to Corazim mm -hmm. and we filmed it was a closed location and you know gates are closed to let us in uh, we actually have to work with um the archaeology what the, uh, the Israel um uh, antiquities antiquities mm -hmm. thing yeah. yes mm -hmm. uh, and uh we had to work with them and they said you cannot release the video we have to approve it and then you have to release it only after we've uh, done a few things and so we said absolutely that's that's great so it's it's still we have a lot of freedom but uh, we want to respect mm -hmm. Anybody we work with on their inside of location. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And if your experience is anything like ours, and, and you tease this a little bit, things don't always go right. according to plan. Yep. Um, and I've watched some of your videos. You usually you know, put some bloopers or something at the end. Like, Share with us some of your most unexpected yeah. but in enjoyable unplanned events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard because I feel like most of our production is bloopers, and somehow an episode comes out from you know the ten percent of usable footages. Yeah, <laughs> we know that, that feeling. True? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has to edit, so poor him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He has to edit, so poor him. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, um, uh, yeah, we. Um, uh, there's so many, so, so so many. I think there's one that really stands out. From if we look back, uh, that would be the the Jericho to Jerusalem hike. Um, we would be. Um, I mean, there the whole thing is full of mostly bloopers, really, because uh, we didn't plan anything except let's just go on a hike from Jericho to Jerusalem, the Good Samaritan Road, and uh, and see what Jesus would have walked through every time he would get to Jerusalem. And it was uh, it was an incredible journey, but it was so difficult to film. It was hmm. you know three digits heat mm -hmm. and uh we took half of the water we we're supposed to and so by the end of it we get to jerusalem and we see jerusalem and we say okay well let's actually continue and get to the very walls of the ancient city um that which well <laughs> if somebody listens they'll have to watch what, what happened uh but uh as we go out there and we see jerusalem we find a cave a pretty large size cave and it's in the middle of nowhere it's not like the location people live and we think okay this is this could be exceptional. I mean, uh, I'm thinking Qumran caves, right? Where a shepherd boy was throwing rocks and he found ancient manuscripts in the jar. And uh, so I think let's throw some rocks and see if we can hit some jars. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, you know, or worst case, some bats will fly out or something. So I throw a rock, nothing happens. And then Yossi goes and he goes, let me show you how it's done. And he takes a rock and he goes, and it flies into the cave. And then suddenly there's a noise and a roar. And, and there's, Pots cracking, and we're like, "What's going on?" And we got so scared, we're backing away, and then there's this, <laughs> and this poor big shepherd dog with a tail behind its legs runs out, and like, <laughs> we feel so bad. Oh, we're no. like, Please, let's not put this to the video. Oh man, uh, that was <laughs> oh, uh, that wow. was one of those. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the guard dog the was not protecting any more manuscripts. I guess not. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess not. But yeah, there was a, 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 I think, um, a, what do you call it? Would it be a Druze village or 
nearby. A Bedouin, probably a Bedouin yeah. village nearby. And I think it was a it was a dog that would be, you know, shepherd dog or something like this. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the dog was okay. We we didn't Arm it, the yeah, dog. yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. cared for a thing. So are, uh, are, is this full time for you guys, or do you guys have something else that you're doing now? Um, we actually do have work. Uh, we are in the IT business. Sergio is a software developer by trade. And so we do have an app that we market and uh, it's on the iOS and that's our daily job. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this would be our, you know, on the side. <laughs> ministry, today it's ministry. It started as a, as a oh, like just uh, send a video to France. Yeah. Today it's, it's a ministry. Right. Oh, cool. So well, what, what is it going to take? Quarter million subscribers, a million subscribers to make this full time? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'll take some prayer to to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, are, yeah. are you guys amazed at what where it's gone with the number of subscribers? I mean, when you look at it and say, "Wow, we're north of two hundred thousand subscribers to our channel." I mean, I, obviously, that's not what you expected when you first started this. I mean, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. This was like beyond what we've ever expected because all we want is just to send some links to our friends in Florida and the church and that's it. But one day, I think this was a a changing point where... Uh, YouTube took one of our videos. I think it was Capernaum, right? Yes, Capernaum. Yeah. And we we were so happy it was Capernaum because it has a bit of the gospel. And they put it on their front page, and mm. the thing blew wow. up. And yeah. so we had no idea who, what, and how it happened. But that's what happened. Yeah, we we were thinking to to quit so many times yeah. because it takes so you know how long mm-hmm. it takes to edit right. the video and how what a hard work it is. And uh, we, when we got back to Israel, our our purpose was we live seven years in the states. And uh, when we got back, we said we're gonna. Um, make a startup and work in the business and build it and uh, and use that resource to to glorify God um, and we didn't expect this to happen at all um, but when it did we said okay Lord you sent it to us we have to keep going we have to continue because there's a platform and uh, there's a need and kept yeah, going that's so awesome. talk to us about that need why do you think it's important mm. for people to mm. see the land what, what are you trying to provide to other people Mm. Yeah, that's 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 a good question. Um, you know, I when we started read the Bible, uh, and you naturally, when you love the Word and love the Lord, you naturally want to also know the places and the events that took place mm-hmm. in. Uh, and so, we personally had this desire to see yes. the events and, and and the locations. So, we think uh, there's a lot of people who have that yearning to see where where Jesus had walked, to see where Abraham has been, and uh, and it and it really helps you visualize this place. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm a visual learner, so I love. And many of those places we go for the first time and we have that experience like, wow, this mm-hmm. is here and we, we've lived here most of our lives and we've never been there. And so we want to pass on that experience also mm-hmm. to our viewers. So when they watch, they have that same wow or aha or, mm-hmm. you know, that excitement that we yeah. uh authentically have because we've never been there and this is our first time and we're going to fail so it's cool yeah yeah it's one of the reasons why we're not much scripted and just grab the camera and go many times just with some bullet points it's because we want to just take take the people along with us and and experience it for the first time and and your reactions are so genuine that's something i love about your videos is this is you guys are not actors you're not acting this but to see the looks on your faces um it's a familiar look when mm-hmm. you watch someone experience <laughs> yeah. Israel for the first time yeah. um, or parts uh, of Israel that they've not seen before, 
Um, so to see that in your faces right. is just contagious. And, and there's an energy. And I think that I'm, I can only speak for myself, but the YouTube channels that I really am drawn to, the hosts are energetic and excited and I'm being able to live through them. And I definitely see that mm-hmm. in their videos and it's really, really cool. So let's talk gear for a second. What do you guys <laughs> shoot on? Uh, you're flying drones. Talk about that. Oh, uh, that's okay. So, uh, you want to take that one? No, that's yours, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, it's funny because she 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 helps with everything. Like when when you see me in the video, she's the one behind the gear, and mm-hmm. it's I, I find it incredible that she was able to learn all this, and uh, that's Good really teacher. cool. <laughs> well, we we got uh, we got um, uh, pretty simple. We start with an iPhone, um, and then we said, well, let's do something more uh, quality for the viewers, and so we got a Sony A sixty five hundred. At first, it was we used our iPhones then as a microphone, mm. uh, and you can see it in the first videos. So we have like you know these headphone wires somewhere hanging for the microphone, <laughs> and then we sync the video and the audio. Uh, but now we use um, uh, the wireless Go Rode mics um, and something just a little uh, shotgun on the Sony. And uh, for the drone, we use the Mavic Air. Uh, we also sometimes use Mavic Mini if you look at the Northern Israel, which you know supposed to be like a, a toy, but it produced pretty good results. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Great. But it's time to upgrade. Actually, we 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 broke this camera, the Sony, and uh, it's not operating very well. And we're thinking to go Sony A7S III. Mm-hmm. You must have heard about it in the recent news. Yeah, oh, so, and he's uh, all Sony exciting. over here. I am the Sony guy, and I'm the Canon guy. So, uh, but the Sony <laughs> it works really well. So, um, before we go to a break. I, I just one more question for you. What's the response been? You guys talked about the importance of showing these lands and, and how this is growing, but what kind of feedback are you getting from people through the channel? Well, we're so thankful for the amazing feedback because we are so encouraged by it. But if we were to speak of a few, a couple of them that stand out um, are emails of people who are either very ill they can't make it here or poor and they can't make it here and they are so happy with the videos and they're so thankful for them. So that really touches our heart. Yeah. And what more so even people who told us that this has been encouraging for them to pick up the word and start reading and studying the Bible. And what could we ask better than that? That yeah. has been an incredible encouragement for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's something that kept us going. Like we would think, oh, it's taking too much time. Let's just give it a long break or consider, you know, leaving. And then we'll get such an encouraging email saying, Hey, this has an impact and we'll go, okay, let's keep going. And, uh, and, and there is not a category of, of, you know, feedback that we entirely did not expect at all. And that would be a Muslim community. We have, we have a video. It started with Lot's wife. We have a video about Lot's wife went down to the South mm-hmm. um, yeah, to show the Lot's wife location on an Israeli side. There's one on Jordan, one on Israel. And we just did the video thinking, you know, just people will watch it, they say, and, and that's it, nothing special. But then that video all of a sudden picked up and it has, you know, a few million views. And most of them are from Muslim community because apparently wow. Lot's uh, story also appears in the Quran. And so they come, mm-hmm. they watch it, and then they subscribe, and then they watch other videos and exposed to the, to the gospel. And we've had uh, a few of those um, uh, you know, subscribers from Muslim community say, hey, we watch all the videos. Uh, we appreciate them. We'll learn a lot. And we're thinking, yeah, so, so they've watched the gospel. This is, this is incredible. Let's, let's keep going. Right. The, and the platform of YouTube is just yeah. really special in that mm-hmm. way, in that it's reaching yeah. parts of the world. You all are talking to people on the other side of the planet 
um, that may never yeah. get a chance to actually step foot on the soil of Israel, um, and you're bringing yeah. the gospel to them. That's powerful. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then after that we come back, we're going to talk more with Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. Okay, so let's talk about this week's sponsor, Container Solutions, Inc. CSI makes custom engineered packaging solutions for big and small industries, manufacturing, automotive, military, and even camera gear. Like our camera gear, these guys provided exceptional hard cases with inserts to allow us to safely transport our gear overseas, and they were incredible. You give them measurements for your specific needs, cameras and lenses, batteries, and they use foam, plastic, steel, you name it, to make packaging for your product. Yeah, CSI is a proud sponsor of the Inroads podcast and Appian Media, and we're thrilled to work with them. You can learn more about them at ContainerSolutionsInc.com. Check them out. And we're back with Sergio and Rhoda and their YouTube channel. Let's talk food for a second. Uh, I think that's <laughs> Didn't know always, you were going to go there. I knew we were going to go there. We were talking about food in the break. So. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the our Our Israeli food is really limited to shawarma and maybe hummus and... <laughs> You other we got things. some falafel. We falafel. got some, you know, <laughs> kebab. Yeah. But man, we we discovered shawarma and pretty much just stuck with that for the mm-hmm. majority of our trips. And it's, we we think we're pretty hot stuff for knowing shawarma. <laughs> but compared to you guys, I'm sure that we are going to look really small and insignificant. So talk food for us. Oh, yeah, that's that's all Rhoda. I, I'm like you guys. I'm I you know I ate potatoes my whole life, and then I got married to a family with a rich, rich culture in Middle Eastern food, and it's been the biggest blessing. So, um, yeah, hummus. <laughs> but I have to say, shawarma is pretty good. We love it too. Like if we were to pick a place out there to eat, I think most of the times we pick up shawarma when we're out filming. So yeah. um, you never go wrong there. But we have a lot of food that you know you can have in the house and locally i think my dad makes the best hummus and so that's why we did a hummus uh, video with him mm-hmm. um, but I, I think we're very blessed with the type of food that we have here it, it's so good so yeah good. if you think about shawarma it's like you know it's considered here as kind of fast food you would say because you, know, you can grab and go right. but the ingredients are, are, are incredible. incredible they're all healthy yeah healthy good it's good fast food, basically. Mm. Yeah. It really is. That was actually one of the things walking through the old city of Jerusalem, and I saw someone was sh- selling the spice. Yeah. And I am not culinary in- uh, inclined, and so I said, I'm going to pick up as much of that as I can safely carry home, mm-hmm. and uh, try to recreate it here in the states. My wife does an amazing job, but yeah. there is just nothing <laughs> like well, just grabbing it when you're over there. Oh yeah. So, no. so good. And I mean, and I think there was, there was one place, especially up in Galilee where we would go to lunch every right. single day. And our, and our guy was like, really, you want to eat there again? It's like, yes, we yes. want to eat there breakfast, lunch, and dinner if we could. So, and you know, I think spices. Have you guys, you've been to Jerusalem. Have you ever tried the, um, what do you call it? The, the bread, the cakes, the Jerusalem cakes. Oh, the Jerusalem bread. It's ovular shaped. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an O, but stretched out O or, number, or zero. Yes, we've seen that. I don't know if we've never actually stopped to eat it. Yeah. No. Oh, You've got to try it. Rod introduced them to me. They're incredible. It's this incredible bread with this flavor that is unique. And then they give you a little zatar, which is hyssop, mm-hmm. all right? The biblical hyssop. And they add a little bit of uh, lemon salt in there or something. And you just dip that bread into hyssop and you eat it. Wow. And it's I'm incredible. Really the ingredients, really bread and hyssop, <laughs> creates something 
phenomenal. It's you have to try it. They're all over the corners in the streets of Jerusalem. Yeah, oh, sounds really good. I mean, spices are a big deal over there. I, I think on one of the back of our workbooks is this picture of spices. Yes. And like you go through the old city of Jerusalem and they have these really neat spice mounds, I guess. I mean, is that really what would you would say is the signature of Israeli food is this culinary blend of spices? Um, we definitely use our own spices. Like we use um, cinnamon, we use cumin, we use uh, uh, paprika. So we do use a few spices like a lot that mm. makes the cuisine here um, special, yeah. I guess. Um, so yeah, we do use some of those. And obviously in, in Jerusalem or even Nazareth and the marketplaces where the tourists are, then they want right. to showcase a lot of that yeah. and put as many spices <laughs> or whatever that, that they want you to buy. But we do use a lot of them. Like a lot of times I go to the market in Nazareth or close to, to it to pick up, you know, from these big barrels of spices. Mm-hmm. That is one of the lim- limitations of shooting video is we, we try to show people and tell people the Israeli experience over there, but we can't capture the smell. Right. We can't, you know, you've just got to believe yeah. us. Yeah. You walk through the streets and it smells <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm it's not, in, my I'm not advocating That's... bringing back smell of vision. That was a thing decades ago. Let's not do <laughs> that. Let's not do that. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, you guys received, you know, that, that coveted yeah. 100,000 subscriber plaque. YouTube mm-hmm. sends it. Uh, I think that's the first milestone. And, and you all did this very clever announcement video for it. Um, tell us about that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that was, uh, wasn't very planned video, but we, we, we got the plaque from, from YouTube and we never thought of making any video about it or even saying anything. It's just now we thank the Lord and said, oh, that's awesome. Uh, but then it came with a letter from YouTube and it said, um, please, um, in, in appreciation to your viewers, would you consider mm. making an appreciation video mm. um, to all your viewers? And we said, oh, you know what? If we put it that way, it's uh, probably the right thing to do. So, uh, and they said, create a, make a creative video, reveal video. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we thought it's a channel about uh, Israeli sites, biblical archaeology. Archaeology includes digs, digs include dirt. So let's uh, bury this thing in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Rhoda did that, and uh, I wasn't allowed to see where, and then I had to go and find it. Yeah, it was- and you were so clever. He built like this metal detection device, so he would find it really fast because we have, it's not a huge yard, but quite a quite a big one for, it, it's not big, like I could have put it anywhere, but it was raining and it was like wet outside. It wasn't like the day or the time that I wanted to do it, but we did it. Wow. <laughs> we did it. We had to. How much digging did you have to do? How long did it take? Oh, it was so pathetic. It was so pathetic. I had to dig so much for so little. It was so pathetic. I, I was thinking, like, I need to, like, work on my digging skills much better. Oh, man, that's awesome. It's terrible. You could have it's brought so in some of your archaeological friends who could have buried it for you yeah. and then shown you the proper way to excavate the YouTube yeah. Plaque. (laughs) So we like to ask people um, in these interviews about digital evangelism. That's a term that we've kind of coined here at Appian Media. But basically the fact that, you know, we are all evangelizing the gospel through whatever medium that we have. And what do you guys think about that term? And do you guys see yourselves as digital evangelists for the Bible? Hmm. Um, That's that's a really good question. Um, We... 
this is actually probably the number one reason why um, we're doing still doing these videos. Um, even though it started with some videos for friends and church and family, but uh, we continue to do them because of the opportunity to, to, to bring the gospel into them, uh, whether through um, uh, sites, through uh, showing, hey, the Bible is not just fiction. It's, 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 these are real stories, real people, real places. Um, and archaeology all proves that. And everything, everywhere we go, it's, you know, it proves it. And so, uh, but uh, once in a while, we'll put the gospel into the video uh, or, you know, a call for salvation. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's, it's YouTube, like you mentioned before, is an, an incredible platform uh, to do that. And we're so thankful for, mm -hmm. for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the Bible, it says everything you do, do it for the Lord. And so if we were not doing it for the Lord, but for our fame or ourselves and it doesn't make sense to do it right and we wouldn't want to do that right yeah yeah that's right with digital evangelism never thought of it this way yes <laughs> i mean you you really are it yeah if you were to provide like to give someone some real world tips like this is how you can use this material someone approaches you and and i have found this in in my own experience sometimes it's harder to say, hey, would you join us for a Bible study? Yeah. Um, it's easier at times to say, check out this YouTube video that talks about Yes, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay, now, okay. Yes, absolutely. That's actually one of the reasons why we have our, uh, we print a little like business cards. Uh -huh. uh, we have our business, so we have our business business cards and we have a YouTube channel cards and it has nothing except the link to the YouTube channel. And so whenever somebody says, where do you work? And I'm thinking, well, you know, I could say business, but it's the relevance uh, for, you know, the grand scheme of life. But I thought there's an opportunity to share on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And if they fall upon video with the gospel, hey, they've, they've heard the gospel. So, yeah, that's how we would do some things. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And for me personally, I'm like a visual learner. So I myself would even go to videos like mm. of the media and evangelism, commentaries, whatever it is to, to understand a passage better or a map or, mm. you know, whatever it is. So we definitely see the value yeah. in, in these means. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who is interested in becoming a content creator specifically for Bible content? What would you tell them they should do first? Uh, our number one thing is always start with the Word of God. I mean, that's where our, our life comes from. Um, that's where the truth, you know, grounded in truth and inspiration and encouragement and even the desire uh, to to do everything mm -hmm. and it really sets a good foundation um so there would, would, would you would you agree yeah and i think like you yourself would be would add that not to be caught up even in the equipment yeah. and like focus too much oh i need the best camera yes. or the best audio yeah. because if you really have the desire to do it you can start with whatever you have and then take it from there and see mm -hmm. how the lord opens the doors yeah yeah sometimes i have you know friends call and say hey what camera should i get to get started uh, it's, it's a great question, but I always think, you know, think of the problem uh, and how you can solve it. Uh, the problem we were solving is uh, there are sites in Israel that there are no videos about and mm -hmm. people want to see them. And so mm -hmm. the problem was uh, bringing that biblical site to people's homes. And so the solution was, hey, we've got an iPhone. Let's just do it. 
Um, and that was problem was for just 20 people in church in Florida. Um, but you know, but it's on a much greater scale. Mm-hmm. So if we focus on there is a problem, uh, how can we solve it? And most likely, most of us already have the tools we need to uh, to to solve that problem. Uh, maybe just a little bit just to get started. Um, that's that's probably our advice. Yeah. yeah. And it's such an exciting time to be a content creator because we have in our pockets mm-hmm. the the capabilities mm-hmm. of cameras that right. a decade ago out of the question exactly um and so you're absolutely right start with what you have because most Mm. people can Mm. create something Mm. and i love hearing Mm. your story i don't know that i would have pegged that first video as having been shot on an iphone right um and you guys are you guys are upgrading and you guys are 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 trying to improve the quality Mm. which is important but don't let that stop you from getting started exactly yeah so, so what do you guys have coming up? Can you share with us some of your plans for future projects? Um, yeah, absolutely. So we're about to wrap up um, this season that we are in season four, mm-hmm. and we have a couple of uh, more videos coming mm-hmm. that are not usual and get started. We'll talk about the last one. And then, of course, we are already talking about season five and uh, what kind of places we want to see and uh, try to see if they're archaeologists and um, if they will be able to come here and dig. And uh, so we're preparing for it. But yeah. Sergio can take it about uh, the, the end. This finale is something unexpected. Yeah. So we're... Okay, this is so exciting. I don't even know how to explain this because this is exciting for us. And uh, our season finale is going to be nothing like any video we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be entirely different. Um, it's going to be very raw, um, not much edited. And it's going to be truly an experience as it was for us because mm-hmm. we were had the chance uh, just a couple of weeks ago to visit for the first time in our lives the temple mount mm-hmm. uh, the actual temple mount wow. and get in there and walk there and uh, you know be you know escorted by the security and uh, and given that briefing of like 10 minutes of security briefing what we're allowed to do mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't hold hands we could not touch anything mm-hmm. we couldn't walk into most of the places but exactly where we can go, what we can do. And uh, the best part was, is after this whole briefing, we had no idea we could even film. As far as I know, you can't. And so uh, I turned back and asked the officer and I say, um, uh, excuse me, are we allowed to film? And uh, like, with, at least with my phone. And he goes, uh, you waited your whole life to get here. You get here. You're not going to film. Take <laughs> as many pictures and videos as you want. Go, go. That's and awesome. In Hebrew. And we say, thank you so much. And so we just recorded the whole thing, wow. and uh, we uh, we can't wait to to just show it's going to be as is. Oh yeah, That's because great. that especially is yeah. not an experience most people will get. Right. So right. the fact mm-hmm. that I mean you're living in that country and you're yeah. just now seeing that's amazing. That's going to be yeah. special. Might we see uh, Sergio and Rhoda in Egypt or Turkey <laughs> or Jordan? I mean, do you think you guys would ever take this outside of Israel? That's a good question. We thought about it before. Like we even almost got to the Petra in Jordan because Jordan is, I think, the closest place mm-hmm. that we could go to. But we have so many more places in Israel that we'd love to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we just stay with that for now unless yeah. opportunities like really yeah. open up and we think, okay, this is worth it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of places around. Uh, yeah. There's also a lot of security um, um, things that need to be resolved. For example, I can just go into mm-hmm. so many places. Um, uh, but 
So that, that's also something you need to consider because, uh, for example, if you have an American passport, you can enter a lot of places that, you know, using Israeli cannot. Yeah. You know? And so that's also something to, to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. This has been such a fun interview and a fun conversation. Uh, we really do need to get together and, and do a little bit of collaboration or at least eat some food together. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I can see that in our near future. So, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's been such an honor. Thanks. So coming up next on uh, Inroads, Tracy Robinson, a documentary filmmaker, freelance video editor, and the director and producer of The Matter of Life, a documentary that addresses the issue of abortion through science, philosophy, history, and powerful personal stories. As one writer put it, Tracy is a filmmaker that hopes to make abortion unthinkable. That's next time on Inroads. Inroads is a production of Appian Media. We're a nonprofit video production company that is 100% crowdfunded. If you're interested in learning more about how you can support Appian Media so we can continue to make great free content, visit us at appianmedia.org.